Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. It's all in the hips. <laughs> it's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. Yeah. It's all in the hips. 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 Get off of me. It's all in the hips. He just teasing the tension, baby. It's all in the hips. I'm on tonight. You know my hips don't lie. I'm a hips. 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 It's all in the hips. They know I'm on tonight. I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife mayor, and I like to test the product. Oh, yes, and he does test the product. In fact, he goes from Club Zero Bond, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, downtown Manhattan, just north of Wall Street. In a private club that it is, so you got to pay big bucks. And whatever happens in Club Zero Bond stays in Club Zero Bond. Do lines of cocaine, drugs, there's bondage, there's S&M, there's all kinds of decadent and debaucherous acts. But if you want to do business with the mayor, you can go downtown and uh, meet him at Club Zero Bond, but you got to pay quite the... Um, Quite the fee in order to be a member. Or, Justin Ellick, you can go up to Con Sofrito. Right there in the neck, Throg's neck in the industrial section. That's the club there. In which uh, you can go on in there and make deals. Get wine dined and pocket lined. But you got to make sure that the mayor gets his fair share. That's the way he operates. He is the mayor of nightlife. Didn't talk about nightlife in his uh, almost one-hour interview with Sid Rosenberg, it was momentous. They covered many, many different areas. I could spend four hours alone, uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino, just cutting up all the audio and then commenting on it. So we've just selected a few pieces. Um, I would say that Sid Rosenberg was like on one of those fishing boats in Sheepshead Bay near the old Lundy's Randazzo's Pips, the comedy uh, club going out in the high seas, and then he got a bite on the line, and he had to keep Eric Adams on, so he had to be nice. He had to go at him. He had to be nice. He had to go at him in order to keep him on, much longer than he might normally be on, in order so that the mayor can express how delusional he is, and he really is. First off, he said something that everybody knows is not true about Eric Adams and Staten Island. I've been on Staten Island more than probably any other man in history. You see me all the time. Wait a second. I want you to play that back again, knowing in the back of your mind that after uh, Rudy Giuliani won the election against Eric Adams' mentor, David Dinkins, Rudy Giuliani won because of the unprecedented turnout in the vote for secession on Staten Island by former Congressman Guy Molinari, who became the borough president, 
uh, Rudy virtually lived on Staten Island. But once again, uh, Eric Adams thinks you're all stupid out there that you'll believe anything that he or any elected official says. That's why I always say it's not truth, but verify what Ronald Reagan said as president. But it's verify first, then I'll believe you. I've been on Staten Island more than probably any other man in history. You see me all the time. Uh, more than Rudy? If you had your GPS, Eric Adams, you would barely be able to find Staten Island. I walk in the spirit of God. I talk in the spirit of God. 35 years ago, I set my GPS, my God position and satellite, and I've been on one course and one destination. So that's the God positioning satellite, I see. Okay, all right. I guess God has eliminated Staten Island from the map of New York City because the guy is almost never there. Like before him, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, who single-handedly destroyed the city that we love, and his mentor, David Dinkins. Almost never there. That's number one. Number two, um, he told uh, Sid that he never gave the impression to anybody out there that he was telling the illegal aliens who were crossing over at the border from Mexico into Texas that come one, come all. You know the biggest problem people are having in this city? They're so used to um, BS elected officials throughout history that they don't know they have a blue-collar mayor. A blue-collar mayor? Hold on a second. A blue-collar mayor? Even when Joseph Abood heard that in the on-deck circle, he said, Curtis, Eric Adams may be many things. He is not a blue-collar mayor. A blue-collar mayor does not wear $5,000 customized suits each day. Does not. Can I hear that one more time, please? One more time. You know the biggest problem people are having in this city? They're so used to um, BS elected officials throughout history that they don't know they have a blue-collar mayor. <laughs> well, we know what kind of mayor we do have. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. I think we do, Justin Alec. I think uh, Wrong Way Lou Rufino. I think we all recognize that, that he is an incompetent mayor. I, I, one more time, just so you know, it's him saying it. Not anyone, him, himself. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. We do. We don't, we don't quibble with that. We don't argue with that. And then uh, when he was talking with Sid for a full hour today, it was almost a full hour interview. It was very good, very good back and forth. He accused us of calling him the bald-headed, earring-wearing mayor. Right? Isn't that what he said? Uh, was said? Let's hear it. You can call me the bald-headed, earring-wearing mayor. Call me whatever you want. Uh, he actually called himself that at a conference of black mayors in Washington, D.C. recently where he announced that he was the biggest CEO in America running the biggest company. Listen to this nonsense. I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America, and my bald head, earring-wearing 
swagger is running this city my way. Yeah, yeah, my way. Yeah. That's swag. Yes, sir. That's right into the ground. <laughs> so, Eric Adams, you lie so much. You know what they always say about liars, prevaricators, Pinocchios, uh, guys who are kyakya downs is they lie so much that they end up blaming other people for what they've self-labeled themselves as. I want to give that one more time so that people understand on the record that he was the first guy to ever label himself, Eric Adams, as the ball-headed, earring-wearing mayor. I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America, and my ball-head, earring-wearing swagger is running this city my way. Yeah, yeah, my way. Yeah. That's swag. Yes, sir. That's right into the ground. Now, that's just, we've had now two segments so far, just responding to everything that Eric Adams said in this historic interview with Sid Rosenberg, who had a give and take, give and take. You see, at any point, the mayor or his staff could have pulled the plug and said, well, the mayor has to get out. You know, he's got certain responsibilities and give Sid maybe seven minutes, 10 minutes the max. He gave Sid about a good 35, 40 minutes broadcast time. That's the equivalent of three separate interviews. So because of his generous time allotment, in which he just kept digging himself deeper and deeper and deeper into the abyss. We're going to dedicate uh, Justin Ellick the next two segments also to bisecting and dissecting everything the mayor told all of us about himself, this city. Uh, most um, expeditiously, how he said that crime is not up, we need to get over it, And in fact, we are back on track. We have recovered. This city is in the place that it needs to be. This guy is in need of meds or psychiatric treatment. Uh, This is the way schizophrenic people talk. I know because I deal with them in the streets and the subways of New York City every day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Eric Adams won't take the subways, yet big bucks we spent on the five SUVs, his cars. Mayor Adams, swagger man with no plan, you can watch him commute. Wasting gasoline, his cars. And I'm happy to stand here today with the city council colleagues to announce we have reached an adopted budget agreement of approximately $107 billion. And most importantly, invested in working people and the services they need. Eric Adams and his five SUVs, they pollute the city, never riding his bike to City Hall. Mayor 
Adams, the nightlife mayor, samples a product, drives to Club Zero Bond in cars. Brilliant, brilliant. Chris Libertini, our imaging guy, creative. Those last two entry songs were created, produced, and done by Chris Libertini and his crew. We'll have to add Justin Ellick now that he's got a second hangout. If you don't want to go downtown Manhattan with your loot, with your bribes, uh, with your uh, gratuities, uh, you could do it up at Con Sofrito, uh, up in the neck, Dog's Neck, where um, apparently he hangs out every Tuesday and Friday night with his police commissioner, Eddie Cabana. And they're known felons who hang out there. I think it's a known felon who owns that place. Uh, you know, a regular cop, right? Regular cop, they'd have to turn in their badge and their gun. Yo, who's looking at Eric Adams, former cop, and Eddie Caban, the police commissioner, hanging out with known felons? I'm looking at the pic- the pictures. Look at this. It's a roster of felons here. Con sofrito. Is there anybody there who's not a felon? But anyway, I digress. Amazing 35-minute to 40-minute interview this morning in the 9 o'clock hour by our colleague Sid Rosenberg. It's like deep-sea fishing, as if he took a boat from the Sheepshead Bay uh, dock uh, in the early morning hours with the other fishermen. They go out into the Atlantic Ocean, and he got a big one on the line. And when you got a big one on the line, you can't reel it all in too quick or the line will snap. And the big one will get away. He had Eric Adams on, and he gave a little bit of the line, and then he took it in. He gave a little bit of the line, and he took it in. And we were able to hear the mayor, Eric Adams, comment on a wide variety of subjects in which oftentimes within the same interview he contradicted himself, or he contradicted himself with uh, what he has had to say in the close to two years that he's been mayor of the city, and he's brought it down even more than his predecessor, Comrade Bill de Blasio. So his defense in letting everybody into our city, all the illegal aliens, is he constantly hangs on the side of Lady Liberty in the New York City Harbor, uh, present uh, of the people of France so many years ago. It's always based on the Statue of Liberty. There's a reason the Statue of Liberty, folks, sits in our harbor. I don't care if you came from Irish ancestry, if you came from Italian, if you came from Greece, if you came from the Caribbean, if you came from Africa. All of us wanted an opportunity to pursue the American dream. And I said I'm not going to treat people in an undignified way. Won't treat people in an undignified way. Now, at that point... um, Sid, who had given him line so that as a fish he could swim away, started to reel him back, and he really and he really slammed him. In my mind, I think Justin, you'd have to admit this was Sid Rosenberg's TKO of the mayor on the the Statue of Liberty and what he uses as a defense of letting illegal aliens into our city. When early groups came here. They had the right to work and to participate in the American dream. Yeah, but, but in all fairness, and, but, no, but Mr. Mayor, in all fairness, those people did it legally. They were vetted. What's going on here is ridiculous. These people, I mean, my kids can't go into school without showing a proof of vaccination. You got little kids, God bless them, not their fault, showing up in schools all over the city who have not been tested for anything. So you can't compare what happened at Ellis Island, Eric, to what's going on right now. This is insane. Oh, it's brilliant. 
That was brilliant. That was a TKO. I think I would have had to send Eric Adams. If I was uh, Mercanti, the old boxing referee uh, between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier, Madison Square Garden, Arthur Mercanti, I would have had to send Eric Adams back to his corner for an eight count, right? I would have had to count to eight and then check him in the eyes because he's always doing this. He's always hiding behind the Statue of Liberty, never realizing that it was different when you came to the Statue of Liberty. If you weren't a boat jumper and you came to Ellis Island, which up to 1954 was open, my my year of birth, man, you were checked for everything. You had medical checkups. Yeah, you were vetted for your background. You had to have a sponsor, a sponsor who had to take responsibility for your behavior, uh, if you couldn't afford an apartment, if you couldn't afford to be fed uh, food, clothes, a whole nine yards, your sponsor was the one who was held and made culpable. He does not seem to get that right. Now, I got to wonder. He went to Bayside High School. He said he was dyslexic. I don't know if he was cutting class during history, but that was made very apparent. You didn't even have to be in an advanced class I mean, everybody was explained what it was like when you passed the Statue of Liberty on a boat coming from a foreign country, and then you had to be processed to Ellis Island, and not everybody was accepted. I know I had a member of my family, Cousin Leonard, excuse me, my Uncle Leonard, I never saw, ended up dying back in Andrea, a small town on the coast of Bari uh, in the Adriatic Sea. Uh, he had a mastoid ear infection. They broke up the family. They sent him back. They said, look, the family can go back with him or they can stay here and we got to send him back. They sent him back. He died over there. I never got a chance to see him. Imagine what that was like for the family, but that's the way it was. It's not that way now. And then he tried to sell Sid Rosenberg the song that he's been singing of late, that he never gave the impression that he was welcoming everybody from across the border who uh, walked from Mexico into Texas into Governor Abbott land. I never said, come one, come all. People attempted to give that impression. That has never been my impression. Now, hold on a second. Uh, I remember it was August of a year ago. You were down on the receiving line when the very first bus came in. You, Cardinal Dolan, Catholic Charities, your staff, you were giving swag bags. You were encouraging more to come. You were calling Governor Abbott, who was here in town yesterday. By the way, you could have had a sit-down with him. You and Governor Hochul could have had a sit-down with Governor Abbott. He was at the Manhattan Institute just a block away from the Roosevelt Hotel, still processing illegal aliens. You could have agreed to disagree on other issues. He's a Republican, you and Hochul are Democrats. But you could have had a joint statement that says, hey, uh, President Joe Biden must seal the border uh, because Texas has suffered incredibly and the spillout is now affecting New York City and New York State. And we're going to begin to suffer as Texas has suffered for years. That would have been a perfect joint statement in which that would have been a full court press on the Biden administration to do something. But no, no, no. And in fact, just as a reminder, because this mayor seems to be very forgetful. I don't know. Maybe it's because he's the Biden of Brooklyn and he's experiencing the first levels of forgetfulness, maybe dementia. 
This is what he said through August, September, and October of last year. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Um, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. Mm. Sounds to me like he was welcoming the illegal aliens into New York City with open arms. I don't know how you undo that. But again, this is based on not just Eric Adams, but all politicians, their belief. And again, I've told you over and over ad nauseum, Republicans and Democrats, when they huddle together, sometimes it's bipartisan, sometimes it's partisan. When they talk about you, the people, they really think you're stunad, you're stupid. You don't remember what was said five seconds ago, five minutes ago, five days ago, five weeks ago, five months ago, five years ago. They really believe you're all stupid. And they want us to trust them, even though... They lie on a regular basis, on a regular basis. Don't even think twice about it because in the back of their minds, their consultants have told them and they believe it that you're all stupid, that you won't even remember. Well, guess what? I trust the people. I don't trust politicians. And then, of course, in lieu of all the shoplifting and all the crime of the city, he insisted that all of us are wrong, that Sid was wrong, all of you are wrong, and that, in fact, crime is not up and that we need to get over it. But when you say when you hear people talk about, uh, well, you know, uh, crime is not really down because we read a story uh, that someone was slashed uh, in their face, and we now the city's out of control. Look, stop, folks, stop. You know, go go to Times Square on any night, and you want to see the humming in the city. Go go into your own communities. People are back out on the streets. People are back on the subway system. You're seeing this city recover. I know sometimes it's better to deal with the emotions of how terrible life is, but life isn't terrible in New York. Get over it. We need to get over it. Uh, Lou, wrong way, Lou Rafino. We really got to play that again. We, all of us collectively, led by Sid Rosenberg, who did that interview for 35 to 40 minutes this morning, me, you, Lou, you, Justin Ellick, all of our listeners, we really need to get over it because what we think is an increase in crime and shoplifting, the fact that Target is closing in East Harlem and won't open up a smaller store in Harlem now, which they were planning to do, the fact that Rite Aid is closing all of its stores in Manhattan, CVS, Dwayne Reed closing stores because of shoplifting and boosting, that we need to get over it. It's actually better... Then we think, can I hear that one more time, Lou, please? When you, say, when you hear people talk about, uh, well, you know, uh, crime is not really down because we read a story uh, that someone was slashed uh, in their face and we now the city's out of control. Look, stop, folks, stop. You know, go, go to Times Square on any night and you want to see the humming in the city. Go, go into your own communities. People are back out on the streets. People are back on the subway system. You're seeing this city recover. I know sometimes it's better to deal with the emotions of how terrible life is, but life isn't terrible in New York. 
Get over it. We need to get over it. He's not our mayor. He's uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi Eric Adams. In fact, he leaves us with some parting um, ways to live our life. It's like he wants to uh, guide us from the cradle to the grave. Stop seeing the way you felt and start opening your eyes to the way you feel. The city is back. Could I hear that one more time, please? Really? Really? Stop seeing the way you felt and start opening your eyes to the way you feel. The city is back. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi Eric Adams has said, just think of any negativity that comes at you as a raindrop falling into the ocean of your bliss. You know, he called, what, what did he call? A madman? He called uh, Governor Abbott a madman in Texas. I, I think Eric Adams is a madman. And to all of you, I announced this morning, and I will give you the specificity of the details that City Hall, in fact, has already planned to put migrant centers in Bay Ridge, Fort Hamilton, Marine Park, and yes, Manhattan Beach. And I know that many of you are calling up already and asking, Sid, how does Curtis know? How does Curtis know? Well, I've known before. Why would you question me now? I have rats in City Hall. In fact, City Hall is listening now trying to figure, where did he get this information from? The plan is to put them in white communities because they're claiming white people haven't done their fair share in the city. Uh, cracker areas. So again, you either heed my advice. I'm more than happy to organize rallies for you and fight. In fact, tonight we're having a victory celebration. You're all welcome, 6.30, rain or shine, outside of St. John's Vila Academy, where Staten Island has led. And in this Mexican standoff, I can use the term Mexican standoff at the Alamo. They have persevered. They have beaten Eric Adams in the administration in court. You're all welcome to come out. Now, if you just want to take the information and ask yourself, how does Curtis know they're going to put migrant centers in Bay Ridge? Wake up. Fort Hamilton, wake up. Marine Parkway, wake up. And Manhattan Beach, wake up. Yeah, you sit there and you twiddle your fingers and you keep asking yourself, how does Curtis Lee know all that? Meantime, you'll end up with the illegals and those communities that organize will be able to fend them off. Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Make a change for once in my life. God, this pedophile on a pedestal. Why are we playing Michael Jackson? Well, because towards the end of the marathon interview that Sid Rosenberg handled magnificently by keeping Eric Adams on the line for 35, 40 minutes, they actually agreed to disagree, but they came together over their love of that pedophile on a pedestal, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson said the best. Look at the man and the woman in the mirror yeah. and ask, what are you doing to help the city that you love instead of just trying to hurt the city that we all love? One of my favorite Michael Jackson songs, Man in the Mirror. You know, uh, maybe uh, Eric Adams and Sid Rosenberg can be like Marv Albert was with that Lawrence Taylor lookalike, you know, under the carousel singing Michael Jackson songs. 
First of all, I want you to play that again, Lou. Uh, Eric Adams added a line to the song, right? He's so politically correct. Listen to it. Go ahead. Play that. Michael Jackson said the best. Look at the man and the woman in the mirror. Stop. Uh, Michael Jackson never said man and the woman in the mirror. So here's another thing that Eric Adams hears. He hears things that nobody else hears. He hears God. He hears Michael Jackson. One more time, please, please, one more time. Michael Jackson said the best. Look at the man and the woman in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Eric Adams. I realize you hear things. That's why I said he's schizophrenic. Schizophrenic people hear things. He hears God talking to him. He hears the man in the mirror, the Michael Jackson song, where all of a sudden uh, Michael Jackson said uh, the man and the woman in the mirror. Didn't say that. In fact, listen to the lawyer for Jordan Neely who was choked out on that subway train, remember, the F train, the hero Marine Daniel Penny. We'll see that case come about next year, second-degree murder charge by Alvin Bragg, friend, I might add, of Eric Adams, who makes the heart sign in the street with him and then does a, a photo of it to share with everyone. You disgraziata. But listen to uh, the Jordan Neely uh, Attorneys, as they also use the example of Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror. Jordan loved Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson wrote a song that says, uh, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. And, and I'm asking him to change his ways. And I'm saying that, that that song talks about looking at ourselves, at our city, and looking at that reflection and asking ourselves, do we like what we see? Do we like how we treat one another? Do we like how we judge one another? And the bottom line is, this story says we can't answer yes to that. We cannot answer yes. We have to look at the changes that need to be made from the top down. Now, am I to gauge that Eric Adams listens to that pedophile on a pedestal every day, and that's how he gauges uh, what decisions are to be made? And then again, Eric Adams left all of us with Sid Rosenberg with a very stark picture of imagine. Imagine the movie Airplane. Remember, imagine Eric Adams is the only pilot, and we are stuck on the airliner that he is trying to land at JFK. The city is humming. And so people who want to wake up every day praying that Eric Adams, the pilot, fails and crashes, you better wake up, man. You're a passenger on this plane called NYC. You better hope I land this damn plane and stop hoping and praying that I fail. The city is back. We're resilient. Better hope everybody has a parachute. I don't know about you, Justin Ellick, and wrong way, Lou Rufino. I'm wearing a parachute on that plane because halfway over Jamaica Bay, I'm bailing out. This guy is delusional.